Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. They're committed to your dental health. Trust them with your dental health. Take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933. Dr. Mike O'Neill, absolutely the best. We're going to talk about the Colts and we're going to talk about IU basketball. To talk about the Colts, let's ask Philip Rivers some questions. Thanks for joining the show, Philip. Thanks for taking the time. First question, easy one. Second question, easy one. They're going to get more difficult as we go, if that's okay. First question, what do you see in the Bengals? What opportunities are there against that defense, and what challenges do they present? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, it's a good defense. Uh, you, you see each and every week there. I mean, they, they've been in every single game, uh, and, and, and most teams are in this league. I mean, the, the separations of being you know, one and four or whatever and being three and two isn't a whole lot. Or being five and zero and being three and two, as we know, um, that we were not far off from from that outcome as well. So, uh, but it's, so it's a, it's a uh, it's a good defense. You know, I think the one thing you know, speaking uh, specifically of the pass game, you know, they they play a lot of tight coverage. I mean, there's not they don't give you a lot of gimmies. You know, some teams uh, in some more softer zone stuff give you just some completions, and then they they rely on their tackling and and you messing it up. This team is going to contest and challenge. Uh, all our guys, skill players, and, and uh, that are you know in their in their routes and 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 make you be accurate with the football and find the open guy. And there's not a lot of guys just screaming wide open all the time. So um, it's going to be a it'll be a good challenge for us, and, and certainly we'll have to execute and play better than we did last week. Have you seen more loaded boxes, eight man boxes, as the season's gone on? And what can you do to exploit that? Yeah, it certainly, uh, it certainly can make you have to, you know, win a little more on the outside and some more of the individual routes and, and things like that, which, you know, we were able to, we were able to do, you know, we've been able to do some in that, in that three game stretch where we, where we had that three game winning streak and, um, you know, we, we did it some the other night. Uh, certainly that drive there before we cut it to one score late, you know, we were able to get T.Y. on, on three down on the right side, uh, you know, isolate Trey a little bit there in the middle. Obviously the situation was a little different. They were probably a little softer, still playing some of the same coverages, but probably a little softer than they had been earlier. So we just got to continue to continue to continue to believe and go. You know, I, I think the worst thing to do right now would be to overreact, um, you know, because we were super efficient in, those, in that three-game winning streak, super efficient. And uh, I think I think we don't need to overreact because of a you know a game that was a weird first half and then uh, you know some some critical mistakes uh, by myself and and just some lack of execution in the second half. Um, I don't think you all of a sudden go what are we going to do now? We're going to go do what we've done and prepared for all of training camp and thus far and and uh, get back on track uh, um, during this week of practice and on Sunday. Philip, you guys have scored four touchdowns in your opening drives in five games. What's clicking during those opening drives? Yeah, well, uh, it's been good. You know, it's certainly uh, it's certainly a, a, a positive. 
to be to be successful in that first drive and start the way we have uh, for most of these games. Um, and then I, you know, I really, you know, I, I think we've been we've been okay, uh, you know, throughout the the uh, large portion of of most of the other games. We weren't the other day, uh, you know, we weren't the other day. And uh, but I, I don't I don't I don't think we should react too much to that. We just got to be. We got. I think I think the biggest thing again, obviously, is in the two games uh, in the two games we've lost. You know, combined, it's been four you know four interceptions, and um, obviously the safety hurt. So those are obviously. Uh, direct correlation to, to the outcome. And then, um, you know, even the games we've won, we just got to be better in the, in the, in the red zone of getting touchdowns. And um, I, I think we just got to continue to stay with it and believe and trust and, and, and work at it and, uh, and, and believe that it's a matter of time until it turns and we get on a little bit of a roll in, the, in those situations. All right. That's it for the easy questions. Let's get to the tough ones. When you watched the film of the Browns game, what did you see? And was there any good in it for you? Um, well, I, I, I had a good first half. Uh, if you find a positive, uh, you know, we were playing pretty good. I think we were eight of 10 and, and you know, we had three possessions. We had the one three and out, but uh, we only had it three times and, and had, had a couple chunk plays and, and we're moving the ball well. Um, the second half, obviously, start with completion to T.Y. and then obviously the turnover. The turnover, the, inter- the first interception, the second interception, none of them are, are pretty, and none of them are. are uh, do, do I put in the uh, well? Th- those don't matter category. They all matter, but the first one for the touchdown was was obviously terrible. And then um, you know having the ball down seven with a chance uh, and to have the safety obviously hurt. You know, looking at that, I, you know, I wish I could have maybe moved up a little harder right in the pocket. You know, had I not been in the end zone, I probably would have. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe a little more air, a little more further down the field, or maybe throw it at JT's feet, you know, all those things you wish you had back to just save us the down there and, and keep us in, a, in that one score game. But, you know, uh, those are the critical mistakes. Certainly, you know, miss Jack on a corner route that I, that I, that I would, I would argue I'd probably hit 95 out of a hundred and uh, a couple other throws here and there that are going to happen in every game. But I think when you lose, they get a little more magnified and, and uh, I'm okay with that. And, and understand that and acknowledge that. So I'll be better this week and bounce back and go. You know, uh, all the all the great seasons I've ever been a part of, uh, we've had some games where we didn't win. And usually those games you don't win. If you have a good team, the quarterback probably stunk it up a little bit. And, um, you know, in the, in the 11, 12, 13 win seasons I've been a part of, which we're, we're aspiring to have one of those seasons, the games you lose, usually you didn't play as good as you'd have liked. Um, so – uh, I, I certainly not just uh, giving in to the fact that you're going to have those games. You want to never have them, but when you do, you got to best bounce back and go. It's the NFL. There's, there's, there's probably 13, 14 other quarterbacks in which they played a little better last week too. You've been in the NFL a long time, 17 seasons. Have you gotten better over time in responding to a bad game? And how important is that for a team? Oh yeah, I think definitely so, and I, you may probably can still can, can tell that now. But I, I think better at it. I think it was a little more selfishly. Not well. I don't know if that's the word, but it was a little more uh, driven of what people in the building thought, making sure they knew that I was disappointed, making sure they knew that uh, I knew that those were dumb plays, making sure they knew that I cared, all those things that you, you, you feel like you need to make sure that the guys know. And, again, I haven't been around this group a long time, but I think hopefully over 16 years' worth of, uh, you know, experience and, and, and uh, that, that you, you – you, surely that's well established. So I think the best thing I can do is be myself all week uh, the best I can. Shoot, it's hard when you lose for all of us. We all feel – nobody feels like we did last week 
people say. So, but yes, from an approach standpoint, I don't so much worry about that of what the surround, you know, you, you, you care most about what the guys in this building think, but you don't feel like you have to sell that to them to make sure that they know how you uh, feel and how, how responsible and, uh, you know, aggravated you are that you didn't play very well. So less of that and more of shoot, let's go acknowledge the fact that, uh, individually I didn't play very well and as a team, we didn't play very well. So what are we going to do about it? Mope around and, and get beat on Sunday or go out and play the way we know how. And so I think the best chance to give us to do that on Sunday is to practice like we're five and zero and we're lighting up the scoreboard practice that way with that type of confidence and, uh, mentality that gives us the best chance to play our best on Sunday. Are you tough to be around after a bad game? I may not have been great uh, again, 12, 13, 14 years ago, but that's always been, uh, I've always been very thankful that uh, having my family at home, my wife and, and children at home have been, has, has always helped that even last year through, through one of the worst, you know, just, you know, living so far away from the, from the facility and, and having the season we had last season, um, that was kind of the saving grace of the whole deal was, you know, those hour and a half car rides home that were a little bit quiet, but uh, it was some good teaching moments there to say, shoot guys, we can, we're going, we can still talk and have a good time and pull in here and get takeout somewhere. We're not going to just uh, mope around because dad lost a game. So um, no, I'm not that tough to be around. I may be a little, uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit down, but um, uh, they certainly, they certainly keep it, keep it, uh, keep it all in perspective and keep your spirits up. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Good luck against the Bengals this weekend. The Colts, seven and a half point favorites at Lucas Oil Stadium. Game time, one o'clock. It'll be on TV at Fox 59. There are also still tickets available for the game. 12,500 people are going to be able to go to the game this weekend at Lucas Oil. And I'm telling you, I went to the last game. It's terrific. You don't have the headaches. There's no traffic. Parking issues are negligible. The concourses are mostly clear of people. You're going to have a great time out there. Why not go? Absolutely, you should go. I think the Colts are going to do very well this weekend. Let's talk about Indiana basketball. What are the expectations for Indiana? Indiana, their first practice today at Cook Hall at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. I don't know in which building they're practicing, and it really doesn't matter. What are our expectations? My expectation is to enjoy it. With COVID-19 and with societal issues being what they are, I don't need something else to think badly about. What I want is to enjoy Indiana basketball. I don't want it to be a source of worry. I want it to be a source of glee. So that's my expectation for Indiana this year. That with Trace Jackson Davis and Armand Franklin and Al Durham and Rob Finnessy and Jerome Hunter and Joey Brunk and all the guys coming back to this team, Race Thompson and the freshmen. You got four really good, good freshmen. Jordan Geronimo is going to be terrific. Anthony Leal, uh, Trey Galloway, and, and of course, Christian Lander. So you've got all these guys, 11 guys on scholarship. You've got a nice mix of experience with a nice, a nice mix of athletic youth. Some guys who played Indiana basketball, seven of the 11 guys on the roster on scholarship are from the state of Indiana. So my expectations are really, really high in this Archie Miller's fourth year because I'm not going to look at it from the other end of the spectrum. I'm just not. I'm not going to look at it and say, if they don't go to the NCAA tournament, Scott Dolson has got to fire everybody. No. I'm going to assume the best 
until we see something different. And we're not going to see anything different for the next month and a half. They don't get going in games until the Maui Invitational down in Nashville, North Carolina. So I'm not going to get bent out of shape over all this. I'm just not going to do it. Let's relax. Take a deep breath. Enjoy basketball for once as Indiana fans. That Archie Miller says, they, he said uh, yesterday, media day, they're not going to turn the ball over a bunch. Good. I hate turnovers. Let's not turn the ball over at all. That's great. They're going to have better athleticism. They got two guys gone from the program. Three, really, although I don't know what kind of a guy Demise Anderson was uh, as an Indiana Hoosier. But you look at these guys. You look at Devontae Green and Deron Davis. Are we glad they're gone? I don't know. I'm probably glad they're gone. We didn't achieve anything while they were there. The last year under Crean and the first three under Miller, there were no trips to the NCAA tournament, despite the fact that last year wasn't anybody's fault. They were likely going to the NCAA tournament after beating Nebraska in the opening round of the Big Ten tournament. So it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't good either. And and now we're kind of out from under all the guys who played for Tom Crean. Now it's Archie's guys. And it's time for them to rise up, represent Indiana University in the state of Indiana on the national stage, and do it with precision and athleticism and joy. And as long as we get that, I'm going to feel real good about it. And I'm looking forward to this season. I'm so looking forward to not seeing any cupcake games. I hate it when Indiana plays Texas or Houston Baptist or Coastal Carolina or North Florida, all the directional schools. My God. Do we need? We don't want to see that. I know the economics of college basketball kind of enforce those schedules because without them, how do these smaller programs survive? But I don't care. That's not my issue. My issue is enjoying Indiana basketball. And I'm going to do that to the best of my ability this year without a bunch of crazy-ass kind of preoccupational expectations. Oh, we got to go to the Final Four. Hey! No, relax. Just enjoy the ride. For once, enjoy the ride. Because if we've learned anything over the last seven months since college basketball, pro basketball went away, everything went on hiatus, everything shut down for a while because of COVID. If we've learned anything, it's to enjoy the frivolous stuff that we used to think was so important. Take a deep breath. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter. And if you want to ask questions or make comments on Periscope and Twitter, feel free. I like answering the questions and responding to the comments, whether they're positive or negative. I take them all as compliments. That's my right as a consumer of those comments. So if you yell at me and I smile and say, hey, thanks very much, I'm not crazy. I'm just making a choice. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best. 317-849-2933.